Welcome to the Front End Coffee Break, uh, Season 1, Episode 4. Uh, this is the podcast where we take a break from our <laughs> daily lives, grab a drink, coffee, tea, whatever you want, and discuss front end related topics. With me, my colleague, Chucho, how are you? Hello, all good, all good, all good. Looking forward for today's episode. And That's awesome. Yeah. And my name is Ricardo Torres. We're both senior front end software engineers at Cognizant Eccentric. And today's topic is something we're going to fight about. We're going to fight about <laughs> TypeScript. Um, it's what, in almost 10 years since TypeScript uh, appeared on the internet, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, the first, it appeared on the 1st of October 2012. And so it's a little shy over 10 years. I mean, we're so on the anniversary. So for whomever has lived under the rock and hasn't read or tried TypeScript, uh, would you know what it is or how would you define it? Well, uh, the way that I define it when they ask me, what is TypeScript? For me, is this attempt for people that don't really like how JavaScript works to, to work on with JavaScript. Uh, at least that's the way that I see it. You know, I, I, I think that it's people or backenders, uh, no offense against any type of ender, um, but it's like backends that say, hey, you know, I'd like to work on what's really hip, what's really nice, which is the front end. They come to the front end and suddenly it's like, oh, well, how, wh what do you mean, var? What, what do you mean that this, how do I know if it's a number or not? It's like, no, 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 classes? What do you mean you don't have classes? I'm talking 10 years ago, okay? It's like, and they say, no, 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 I cannot work like this. I cannot work like this. I need my classes. I need my types. And then suddenly it's like, well, why don't we do that? Why don't we add classes, types, and such to, to JavaScript, and boom, 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 suddenly TypeScript. But of course, this is just more of a hater troll view. No, no, but, but I like it. It's, it's very real. I mean, if I read from their website, it says simply TypeScript is a strongly typed programming language that builds on JavaScript. So yes, yeah, so typing is, is, is what it is. It's, it, it's all around typing and knowing what, I don't know, variable chucho means, I guess, is it a string, array, object, all those things. Um, okay, well, have you used TypeScript? No, I must say that I've seen it. I've worked a little bit, just like the, the the most basic, and but it's something that I have been somewhat actively avoiding. I I, I must say that I've, I've sinned on this regard because I haven't given it a chance. Although I've there's a few features that I like about TypeScript, I really haven't given it a chance. But but you have worked with it, right? Yes and no, right? So um, not fully like <laughs> deep diving and, and doing like maybe an Angular project or something that, that requires you to write TS files rather than JS files and going all in with, you know, you write your my function and then on the parameters you say uh, name, colon, and then string and all those things. Uh, what I've worked with is using JS doc, um, like with TypeScript, right? So I have my JavaScript files, .js files, uh, there's no transpiling needed. I can just put them directly into the browser if I want to. But using JSDoc, I define, okay, this this, this variable is going to be a string. Uh, this, um, this function is going to return an array. And this already, just by doing JavaScript comments, you know, right? slash slash or whatever, uh, already gives VS Code and other uh, IDs the, the superpowers to, to know, okay, when I do uh, object dot, I will autocomplete. Uh, whatever it is, it will highlight me. Okay, you're trying to do maybe an array function on a string, things like that. Uh, I've used yes. Well, that's now that that you mentioned it is one of the things that I've missed the most when I moved from Java to JavaScript. I started working well, doing both Java and JavaScript, but a lot more Java than than the other one, one than the other. And I 
did miss that because um, when you're working with with Java, strongly typed uh, language, and you precisely you 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 want to write something and you simply start typing dot, and suddenly you only have the options that are really available to whatever thing you're trying to work with. You know, if it's a if it's a class that has very specific uh, functions, you only see the functions, or at least you see the first ones that are that belong to the class. And in JavaScript, you see everything you like because it's like a very generic uh, type of element and suddenly you see like uh, all these properties and functions and it doesn't it's not really helpful so this is one thing that i've really missed and that would make me consider like well maybe typescript is not such a bad thing after all but of course after many years you get used to it yeah i don't i don't know for me uh, even though i use it for my day to day on production basis for for like uh, big clients and stuff whenever i do a side project i never use it because for me, it's just too much of the effort to try to, okay, I, uh, what is my phantom build going to look like? Do I have, okay, of course, I need a transpiler to transpile my TS files into the regular JavaScript files. And I find it so much easier to just have my ES build package, which is a one-liner, even in the package JSON, there's no configuration, just a line that, turn, that just bundles my file into a minified and that's it and I'm done. So even though I like it, I never use it off work. So you sort of like cheat on on TypeScript. Oh, it could be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see the appeal of that, of like new developers that um, have not experienced the JavaScript at its beginnings and then they directly start with TypeScript and they say, I oh, mean, this is super useful. I could not go without it. But I think for us, all dinosaurs that kind of started many years ago, uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel such a need to have because you're already used to uh, doing yeah, type of uh, checkings and, and knowing what what you're you're passing all those things, um, yeah. This is something well you've mentioned two very interesting things and one of them is first of all the size project size, because uh, certainly when you you're working with very smaller smaller projects your side projects or things like this that you can uh, sort of have a uh, complete view in your head and maybe you're the only developer and that's also important that you know you know everything and nobody needs else needs to know anything. Maybe TypeScript really doesn't make that much of a sense because you have a very good idea of everything. If you're working on it with a function, you know exactly what that function is supposed to do. I mean, you're the one that, that did it and the project is not really that big in order for you to forget, maybe. So uh, TypeScript does, and it's something that I, that I must agree that it does bring certain advantages when you're working with a much, much, much larger larger project and maybe with a much larger team that you have a lot of people involved. We Earlier we talked, we were discussing a little bit about some of, of the examples, the one of changing the return value, but we'll get to that in, in a min, minute. But I, I do see the appeal uh, of that. I personally have the projects that I work with have never been like this huge, like enormous projects. Most of the projects that I work with are web projects and they're relatively small to medium size. So I really haven't seen the the, the need to, to work with JavaScript. Um, what do you think about this? Let's begin with this one and then I'll tell you about the other one. I definitely agree. I think size matters, um, <laughs> definitely. So so when you're working on a small project or at the beginning, I mean, I remember like maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, or even more, when I started doing web projects, the JavaScript was very minimal, right? You would have some JavaScript to maybe for the men navigation menu, some small interaction form, and now you have maybe more JavaScript than HTML, right? So so definitely now maybe it makes more sense to have these things than they did before. And totally, 
if you haven't developed anything and you have these hints of, okay, I know what to expect from this function, I know what to expect from, from these variables, because the code is from someone else, it's way easier to, to just pick up on the work and, and do a small defect or a small improvement on, on that code rather than yeah, just guessing, okay, I need to read everything, I need to understand where it comes from. And when you have multiple files, code splitting, it, it's hard. <laughs> Uh, and the, the the other part, and I would like to know your opinion on this, is when you said, when you start with, imagine new developers, if they come to, would you recommend them to use TypeScript? Because this is something that's, that happens, that there's a lot of new developers. When we had the, the, the episode, uh, last episode, was it, that we talked about what is a front-end. There's a lot of, uh, of new front-end de developers that start working with TypeScript. Would you do you think this is a good idea? Would you recommend it? It certainly seems that it might be a bit easier, but what do you think about this? Agreed. Maybe it's easier to like get complex stuff up and running in terms of okay, I, I know everything. I I, I do not have to worry about coercion and things like that, maybe, but um I wouldn't. I think I would recommend them going full vanilla, that's something they can just open Chrome, go into the console. And type something. Hmm. When you use TypeScript, you're gonna do that. You can, you cannot simply get a snippet from TypeScript and put it into the console. It's not gonna work because the, the browsers are still not reading these annotations, right? Hmm. So, so for me, I would start with vanilla, just you know, having an HTML and even even if a, a JavaScript file, just a script tag, and just have fun with it, right? And then, and then you understand what JavaScript is, and you can use this superset or whatever you're gonna call it hmm. to to enhance it. But I. I agree with you also, um, although TypeScript might be a little bit tempting to use at the beginning when you start yeah. working on it. Yeah. I would definitely recommend go to vanilla JavaScript, learn how to do the things with vanilla JavaScript, especially because it's sort of like getting under the hood in a way, uh, sort of speak of TypeScript, you know, getting to know exactly, because in the end it, it, it transpiles to, to, to uh, JavaScript and get to work with the basics because I think that it, it'll give you a better understanding on how JavaScript Works and then once you get used to this, then you can go to and that is and, and this is also the nice thing. You can go to TypeScript. You can go to uh, working with different frameworks or or libraries or whatever. It's I think it's it, the transition is is much easier. Uh, this happens, for example, when people start working with uh, Angular and they use TypeScript, and maybe if they want to move away from that, it could be a little bit uh, more, more difficult because they get used to to working with this uh, language. And going back to moving to React or moving to vanilla JavaScript might be a bit uh, more difficult. But what, what if, what if the browsers would understand TypeScript without transpilation? Because you know, I think you, you sent me a link before where there's a proposal, right? There's a proposal yes. to, for browsers to understand these annotations, right? Yeah, um, and this is interesting because this is a proposal from Microsoft that they want to propose that uh, JavaScript. Of course, who else, right? I mean, they use that <laughs> more than anyone. They want to to include precisely the annotations, um, to type the annotations uh, as part, a basic part of, of JavaScript, but they want to sort of meet halfway. You know, they don't want this to be like a... Um, to break or sort of to break uh, backward compatibility, they want to be able to add annotations, uh, so that the browsers can actually understand the annotations, but that they ignore them. So that they this is because in the end this is one of the nicest features that you can find issues when you're compiling, you know, compatibility of types and these kind of things, and they want to be able to keep that to add these annotations to be able to when you transpile it or when you work on it. In the end, this is something that we are practically doing anyhow. 
Uh, you can find errors. The IDs can find the errors. But then when it's then you can do precisely the one thing that you said that you cannot do right now, which is copy, paste it on the console and run it. And the console is simply going to ignore the types and it's going to work. Mm. So it's without more... knowing the full details of the proposal. Uh, I'm thinking a little, a little like back because in the end, if you are sending a bunch of stuff to the browser that yes, they understand the annotation, they understand how you define your variables, but it's something that they're going to use because it's 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 on it's on on like on on okay not runtime it's runtime <laughs> you are trying to type it on on, on build time right um, so but then you, you I understand so you would be sending more stuff to the client and we know that 2022 performance matters a lot <laughs> you will be sending more stuff rather than just transpile it and and send it as JavaScript plain JavaScript right. Uh, and this is one of the things that I, when I read it first, I was like, okay, this is nice because this is like the one feature of TypeScript that you could sell, like the one big advantage, at least in my opinion, um, the one big advantage that, that TypeScript has, you know, types. And sort of like meeting more or less midways, like, okay, this is interesting. This could be something that might be interesting to add to, to regular JavaScript. But then again, when you the more you think about it, it's like, well, you know, it, you do if you send it to the browser, it, you're sending uh, more, more, more information. It's bigger. The, the file sets are going to be a bit bigger, that, which is like, well, maybe that's not the best way to do. And the other thing is that it's like, if it's if you only want this feature for transpiling or for for developing purposes, do you really want to support it in the browser? Because in That's the end, thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, in the end, and this is something that I thought afterwards. Uh, in the end, if you ha if you have a feature that's only created for developers or for the for developing time, why why have it on uh, execution time? Why have it why have it there even if it's like oh it, we're going to ignore it? Well, well, you might as well just remove it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. So, so for me, it's like like when when you on your project you use Babel to transpile the latest and greatest ES features because of course the browsers do not. So for me, TypeScript works in the same way that you enhance your development experience because you want to write less or write more bulletproof, and, and it really works. I mean, in the end, yes, mm. you have the functions, and if you're calling another function, you now change the response of the function. You will notice before you even send that to the client. So it, it's it's fantastic, right? But uh, I don't think we need to send that to, to the browser. So if we can just compile it and be done with it, it's, it's better. I agree, and uh, at least... For me, it makes sense. So I don't think this proposal is going to go, go through precisely because of this. You know, it's adding a feature that's uh, developing on developing time. And then again, I'm all in favor of, of any tool that you can create that helps developing time to make it uh, reduce the amount of errors that you have or, or reduce the amount of time that you need to, to maintain it or even create it. I'm all in. And then, I mean, in the end, we're also already using builders and, comp and transpilers and compilers and whatnot to create the final product, we might as well add uh, a lot of interesting features that make development better. But in the end, we just deliver like very lean code, very JavaScript oriented code. So, I mean. And it's, it's a trade off because some people say, okay, but you, when you write TypeScript, you'll have to invest more time in actually writing your code because you have to type it. You have to go ahead and if you're creating a function, you want to create like what's called an interface to define the whole response. Hmm. And that. So you spend more time developing uh, for the same output. So I, I don't know where is the exact breaking point where you say, yes, I really need this, or I just go ahead and just code my function 
we ship it and we're done. It's an easy enough function. Maybe the function has already a unit test, end-to-end test. So why would you need more more stuff? Um, well, I don't know. De definitely, you have a lot of things. I mean, you can go full uh, feature using all the features that you have. But then again, as you said, there, there, ha there has to be a middle point in which you say, I'm going to use this amount of features and because this actually does help me out and I'm not going to go much more further um, than this because the rest of the time would be a waste writing the interfaces and such. But uh, one, when you were saying like uh, you have to add this extra stuff, some of them in the end, I, I don't know about you, but I spend more time looking at the code than actually typing things. You know, because you sort of like start typing and then think about a little bit, look at the code. It's like, yeah, I like it. Da, 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 more than and adding, like for example, the types shouldn't take much more longer. But creating the interfaces and such. You, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if it's a, a an easy function, it's just two parameters. That's that's easy. But when you're like you're trying to um, maybe type a, an API response, something like that there there are type type APIs where it's so nice because you get you do a fetch to an API and then. Uh, because you have your typing on your on your on your project, and you know what the response is going to be, it's very. You, you don't need a Swagger file. You just maybe just you know do response dot, and you will already see what's available to you. Um, but that 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 unless you automate that, and and somebody from the from the API team, the Swagger team gives you the typing, um, you have to do it yourself, right? And you have to get the Swagger or get the documentation from the wiki if you work with that, and then create all the responses. Create uh, so I mean, for me, it takes time. I mean. Uh, from my experience in the project, it takes time to document the functions correctly and, and, and try to use all the parameters that you have here. If you're talking about forms, you have HTML inputs, you have buttons, you have regular elements, and each one has to be different because it's not like if you use, sure, uh, a typing for HTML uh, input and you're, it's, it's not a, an input, then you cannot do dot value, for instance, right? Because it's, it's, it says, yeah, it doesn't exist on this type. So it, it really, for me, it takes a little bit of time, but then, I was before <laughs> on a high scale, high scale uh, project, it pays off. <clears throat> okay, so basically, the consensus would be like for everyday life, let's say, or, or for more um, uh, regular development, maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense if you to use it. At least it's not justifiable, maybe, or it's not necessary. But it does become useful the bigger or the more complex uh, a project is. I think so. I mean, I'm sure they will have listeners saying, no, but I have my, already my, my template of a build and I, I can deploy that in, in just a minute on GitHub and I have my template. So it's just no, no, no work, but it is work. It is work to have your, your package JSON up to date and have uh, a bunch of uh, things and make it. Yeah. I, th I think the less dependencies you can have to your JavaScript, I think the better, right? As usual. Uh, I hate maintaining dependencies, it's, it's a nightmare. Hmm. So if you can have none. And now with the, the JavaScript modules, I think it's supported on all major browsers' latest versions. It's even even better. I mean, if if you are coding side projects uh, on 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 latest stuff and you only want Firefox, Chrome, Safari latest versions, there's no need for anything. You, you don't need Babel or anything. It's just you just write your ES6, ES2020 stuff, and most of it it's gonna work just fine out of the box on the, on the browser. So that's that's fantastic. And. Uh, one of, going back on one of the advantages of, 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 of working with something like TypeScript that you get the predictive or the IntelliSense uh, or IntelliSense, yeah. Um, what about um, do you think that, for example, AIs or things like Copilot actually uh, compensate the the lack of this if you're not using um, uh, types? Because in the end, right now we're just in the beginning of of things like AI pro uh, programming, but then, I mean. A 
when you start writing, I the other day I was creating just to, to test out uh, function, add function, and I just added A and B. And then when I wanted to use it, of course, um, the copilot said, hey, you know, um, A plus B, and it gave me like two numbers immediately. It just suggested to add two numbers. It already understood or knew more or less what I what I wanted to do. I mean, eventually we might get to a point when we have, we have powerful enough uh, AIs that can actually predict or know because it takes a look at your entire uh, code and knows exactly what you need to to write. I, I, I would bet on it. I mean, right now I think no. From my testings with Copilot, it's not smart enough. I mean, mm. it, it knows how to complete stuff, but it doesn't know typings. It doesn't know. Uh, I think from what, what I did from JavaScript, it, I didn't feel that uh, I could drop TypeScript and then Copilot would, would simply tell me everything. I don't think it's there yet. But sure, I mean, I, I don't see why not. I mean, um, the, I, I guess with time, we'll have less and less annotations and then the code, the AI, whatever on, on your machine will be smart enough to know, yeah, this is uh, a number. And then here you're, you're, you're doing it into a, into a string and then you're, so, so yeah. And uh, what about other options uh, different from TypeScript? I don't know if you had the chance to, I haven't personally look at Dart, for example, or other or CoffeeScript, which is the first one that I heard. I heard about CoffeeScript before TypeScript. I don't know what do you. What's your opinion? Well, on I mean, this, this is the front-end coffee break. If we haven't tested uh, CoffeeScript, <laughs> we we are in trouble. No, I think CoffeeScript is it's, it's very old, and I think I did try it at, at very beginning, like years ago, hmm. and and it, and, it, and it didn't. Uh, at the company I worked for, there was no appeal to it. Uh, we had to learn again new stuff. Uh, and, and again, not something you can use directly in the browser and you need the build system and all those things. And, and I think when I took a look at it, we, we didn't have this super cool CD, CI pipelines with everything in place and it was way more manual. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I, would, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't go for that now. I think that's it's, it's way more robust. Well, at least it has one big advantage, as you mentioned at the beginning, that it's a super, uh, super type. Of types of JavaScript in the sense that um, if you grab JavaScript in TypeScript, it works. But I think that in CoffeeScript that wasn't the case. No, no, because you... it's it's like Emmet. Like you, you have these things in a one liner, and then it, it, it will add the whatever uh, curly braces and uh, parentheses. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a way to write try to write less JavaScript. Uh, but uh... in this case, CoffeeScript is what I was hating at the beginning in the sense that it is someone that said, I don't like JavaScript. I'm just going to create my own language. And here it is. And then compiles it to, to JavaScript. Uh, in the end, I think it's a, it's nice that we have this one uh, universal language, JavaScript, because you know that you can um, work on it and it should work on every in, in different browsers and different devices. And because it all becomes, it ends up being um, uh, JavaScript, and you don't have these devices and such. Don't, they don't have to implement other uh, different languages. So that's a good yeah. Thing. I, I need to respect the, the developers who like TypeScript, and also the developers yes, who don't like TypeScript. So it's fine because I, I also see online and posts and forums, and it's like a war. If you don't write in TypeScript, you are a noob and you don't know how to code, and your code is full <laughs> box. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Right? Uh, depends on on you. But um, yeah, but I. I I completely agree with you. There's no, like, you're better if you write with TypeScript or you're better if you don't use TypeScript. And I think that um, everything has its own moments. Uh, there's moments that it's better to use one, moments that it's better to use the other. I'm sure you can find use cases for this. And in the end, for example, I think that it's uh, a bit more important that uh, that you write with good practices. You follow good practices mm -hmm. when you're writing. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're uh, using types. 
if your variable is called a dog, what is it? Maybe maybe it is a dog, but then again, maybe it's not. What if it's really a number type? What if it's really a house type, but you called it dog? I mean, it makes no it that it's it's it makes no sense. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean, every opinion, uh, everyone, every type of developer, whether they like this or that, it's 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 respectable. No, but you, what you said now, just one more thing before we close off. <laughs> I think it's very valid. I mean, and here at Content Centric, I think we we do that a lot in terms of pull requests when we see a variable called yeah whatever it is. Um, element, right? Element equals something. Man, my man, don't use element, right? Use something else. Use uh, is it a is it a drop down with whatever uh, destinations? Is the cities? So be more semantic and be more specific so you can read the code and understand what the variable is without having to read your type definition, right? Because you already know. Okay, if you say dog name equals, okay, it's not a string. My man, it's gonna be a number. So, so I think that that's very important to to write good code and understandable code. And at least for me, my conclusion would be: um, doesn't matter what, what you use, just try to make it as maintainable as possible. Because in the end, we spend way more time maintaining code than creating new code. Then we leave with a question for the listeners. Please comment below: uh, Do you use TypeScript? Do you like TypeScript? Do you hate <laughs> TypeScript like Chucho? Uh, <laughs> please tell us, and, and we, we will discuss. Yes, thank you so much, do. Chucho. Oh, thank you very much, Ricardo. And for the rest, I will see you next month. See you next month. Bye.